Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, we all reach a point in our lives where we want something more. Even when you have, may seem comfortable. You know, Zach Booth went from being a window cleaner to owning his own company and amassing a million views on YouTube for his tutorials. He's been prolifically successful in the real estate arena. Now, Zach is an amazing individual, and I just had the opportunity to talk to him for a few minutes, but I'm also impressed at this guy's energy and what he's done to turn his life around and, and how he really has done a lot. So today, we're going to talk to Zach about him making this change, and he's also made a, a video of how he can make the average American do far better. And I want people to know about this well. Zach dives deep into diving for dollars, marketing and investing, how to work with their mentors because everybody needs a mentor in this day and age to really get better. And, and he's going to go into a lot of advice that he's learned from his career. And he's a pretty young guy yet, but I, I think you could learn a lot from him. Welcome, Zach. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It really is a pleasure to get to know you. So, Zach, let's go back to where you were that window cleaner not too long ago. And yeah. you were barely making ends meet. What made you change? Uh, well, nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody. I wasn't excited about washing windows. You know, as a business, I actually started when I was 17 years old. Um, and I started that business when I was 17, uh, for the fact that, you know, growing up, my dad pushed me to do more, to be responsible for myself. You know, at 16, he considered me a man. He said, okay, now you're responsible for yourself financially. You'll I'll cover your housing and your food. You pay for the rest. And I wanted to play high school basketball. I wanted to take girls on dates. I wanted a truck. There was things that I wanted to do, and I did not want to just go without. And so from a young age, my dad had me working for the family business at the age 11. Um, I had uh, quit working for the family business, which was lawn mowing at about 15. And I had worked a bunch of different jobs uh, from, from 15 on. I'd framed houses, finished carpentry, made handcrafted cheese, worked in a wood mill, uh, did taxidermy, did all these different jobs. And then I, I had to quit trading time for money because seven, eight bucks an hour didn't allow me to go on dates, pay for basketball, do basketball and, and everything else. I was like, all right, I need more money for less time. So I looked at what I could do. Um, I ended up going to Nova Scotia, Canada for, uh, for the summer, my junior year summer to come up with enough cash. My dad wouldn't co-sign a loan for me to get a truck. He's like, if you want it bad enough, you'll get the cash. So I was like, okay, well, I want to start a business and I need the cash to get my vehicle and my equipment 
to start this business so I can quit trading time for money. So, so what did you do in Nova Scotia? I mean, I, I mean, that's not meant to be a, a place that you make a lot of money in in the summer. No, no it was just a, a family friend. Um, there was a, a wealthy guy that, that, that we knew and uh, he needed someone to oversee his summer home. So I would take care of his summer home early in the morning. And then I got another job working landscaping as well. So I was working 80 hour work weeks to do everything. It was like a seven acre uh, um, tree farm that they turned into this beautiful mansion with three fish ponds. And like, so I was maintaining the grounds in the house as well as working for the landscaping company. So early, early mornings, I would do all the, all the, the, the jobs that I had that had to be done for, for the, for the homeowners. And then in the evenings, I would do even more work to, to take care of the property. And then I took that second job to get more money. So I put in these 80 hour work weeks and that's what I used to start my first business. Um, so I bought a truck, I bought my first cell phone and I went door to door to get window cleaning clients. I never washed a window before. I had never done door to door sales really other than selling some lawn mowing for my family. Uh, it was hard. It was scary. It was terrifying. Uh, but I quickly found myself making over a hundred bucks an hour, right? When I calculated it out and I was like, okay, like I can do this. And after a decade, um, it was actually about 12 years of doing this. I took two years off to serve a Christian mission in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And, uh, but you know, the bigger I got, the, the more employees I had, the more trucks I had, the less money I was making. My profit margins were dwindling. Um, there was a lot of mistakes that I was making, but more than anything, I was not excited anymore about what I was doing. Yeah, it, it's a problem when you grow and you use that as a model for growing because then you have all these employees that you have to feed. And, yeah. and the problem is the employees are a problem. If they're not building you, they are a cost. And, and this is a yeah. big problem you get into when you're in a model like that. You know, yeah. you could run the biggest landscaping group in the world, but the problem is eventually the supply chain gets you, the, the stuff gets you because it's just too big and, and you just can't do things. You can't lever it. Yep, exactly. And so I just felt like I was working more, making less. So I didn't feel like it, it was happening. And I was, I was so frustrated. I wanted more in life. And then my, my boy, he's seven years old now. He was born and uh, we weren't ready to have kids. I was terrified to be a father. I wanted to be a father, but I remember the day he was born. It was the most special day of my life. And I was so upset with myself because all I could think about is how am I going to pay the medical bills? And uh, we had bought a rental at that point. We were living in a duplex. We lived in one side and rented the other, paid for our housing. And um I was like, okay, I got to do something different. I thought, you know, real estate's got to be it. I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a book about, you know, being in charge of your own finances and talks a lot about real estate investing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to do it because I'm, I'm failing as a provider. I'm failing as a father and I just started. <laughs> and it was, it was hard. It was, a, it was horrible to feel like I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. And I felt like I wasn't enough and it sucked and it hurt. It hurt really bad. And that's really what pushed me to go for it and to get uncomfortable and to try and figure something out that was very, very scary. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how the things in our personal life drive us in our business life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've always said you should not live to work. You should work to live. Yeah. And it's important to do that. And you found, and you really 
wanted to do that and and you made a means of making that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I invest? How do I get rentals when I'm broke? You know, I don't, I didn't come for money. Um, I didn't know what to do really. So I was listening to podcasts and YouTube channels and reading books and listen to audiobooks while I was washing windows and like, how do I get started? And I just kept hitting barriers. Banks wanted 25% down to buy an investment property. Like, well, how do I get that money? And it's like, well, then how do I get a good enough deal that it makes sense to buy it in the first place? Right. <laughs> they're listed and they're all full price and I wouldn't even make money after paying the mortgage. <laughs> you know, it's how do I, I want to be able to replace myself and if I buy these rentals, I just now have a second job. I don't want to fix toilets and take care of tenants and show properties. It's like, I just go get a job as a property manager for someone else, you know? And so I didn't, I was just stuck. I was so stuck. And I was like, how do I go from an average Joe to where I want to be? And that's not just average. And um, I found out about a little strategy that changed everything for me. Um there's a there's a strategy in real estate that's called real estate wholesaling. Most people think that means you're buying a big package of properties at a discount and selling them off. And that's not what it is at all. It's it's set up for the average Joe to get started in real estate. You find a deeply discounted property and you pass it off for a finder's fee. You don't have to get into debt to buy the house. You don't have to buy the house. You don't have to have cash to buy the house. What happens is the purchase contract for that house that you sign between you and the seller is assignable, meaning I can pass that contract on to anyone else for a fee. So I'm selling a contract, not the house. My average finder's fee, my average wholesale fee is $30,000 now. My biggest one's 103000 have I have a handful of students that have done six-figure wholesale deals. Right? It's life-changing money. I found out about this and it took me a little bit to figure out how to do it and what to do and the right mentor and everything else. But I did my first one in, in 2017 and you know, this is not too many years ago. And now I make over a million dollars a year just from this strategy. But one of my favorite parts of this strategy is not only am I getting lump sums of cash to go on trips and to take care of my family and have freedom, but I also have a business that's generating properties at 50 cents on the dollar. So what do I do? I buy a property and boom, my net worth doubles. And I have cash flow and I, I'm building wealth. I'm building passive income. I'm building something that allows me to have more freedom than I ever imagined that I would have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been an incredible experience, an incredible journey. And I don't say this to brag. I don't say this to be like, wow, look at Zach. Zach's so great now. Nobody cares about me. No one's coming to my funeral. Only thing that I understand that people want is how do they get the same things, right? And I've, I've fallen in love with helping other people receive these same results because I know how much it changed my life and I, and I watch it change other people's lives. And it's like me doing it all over again. I get those same feelings of doing my first deal. Zach, I'm going to up there because I, I think you learned something else when you were in Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm a Canadian as well. So but the <laughs> love one my thing, Canadians. <laughs> one thing you know about Canadians is we're a gentler, 
a gentler, kinder American. And one thing we like to think about is giving and helping other people. And I think <laughs> when you're in Nova Scotia, you learned a little bit about that because, uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that's lacking in this day and age is, is people giving back. It's a very me, me society we're in right now. And it's hurting. It, it's going to hurt everybody unless we get over that. And I think people have to get above that because really this is going to be a year that could be a phenomenal year for everybody, or it could be a very bad year if we get more into the me, me philosophy and really want to take that hold. I, I think what people don't understand is they think that if they give that equals less for themselves and it's actually not the truth at all. The more you give, the more you receive. Um, and that's counterintuitive. And I learned this through this journey as well. So in 2018, so I did, like I said, I did my first deal, my first wholesale deal where I got a finder's fee was $10,000, right? And that was in April, 2017. By the end of that year, I had done over a hundred grand, right? I was so excited. I took my wife on a trip. I paid off my debts. I walked into the bank and I wrote a $50,000 check and paid off my debts, right? It was euphoric. By the we were coming to the end of 2018, and I was just shy of five hundred thousand dollars in income. Right, I, I, my life had completely changed. I was pinching myself, and I had a friend invite me to do a self help journal called "Living Your Best Year Ever." It's by Darren Hardy, and and in the first hundred pages, it's it it sets you up with your goals and what you need to do and who you need to be to accomplish those goals, and then the rest of it's a journal, right, a yearly journal, and. One of my big goals was a financial goal. I wanted to generate a million dollars in a year. And I was like, there's no way, but I want to do it. One of the principles that it taught is you have to give away whatever you want to receive. If you want love, you give love. If you want money, you give money. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take this serious. I have to give away a million bucks. How? How do I give away a million bucks? I don't have that sitting around, right? Like, and it's counterintuitive. I'm trying to make it. Why would I give it away? So I sat down with my wife. I was like, how do we do this? And how do we do this in a way that it'll actually make a difference? And so we, we sat down and we thought about it, you know, and we were like, you know what, like, what's the best gift we could give? Like, not only could we give the money, but we could teach them the strategy that generates that money. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find 10 people that want to do what I'm doing. I'm going to teach them exactly how I'm finding these deeply discounted properties and turning them into big paychecks. I'll teach 10 people easily put a million dollars in those 10 people's pockets. So I started coaching. I started teaching. It was never an intention to be a coach. It was never an intention to do shows like this. I never wanted to. I just wanted to take care of my family. And the more I taught, the more I helped them, the more I realized how lost I really was and how much I didn't know and all the mistakes and the holes in my business. I did $1.2 million in my wholesale business by the end of that year because of all that I learned by teaching and serving and helping my students. My very first student, Michael McLeish, September this year, two and a half years later, he texted me, he said, Zach, you accomplished your million dollar goal with me alone. I have now made over a million dollars from what you taught me. I'm wow. getting chills right now. Wow. Right. My, my, one of my other first students, Scott Dowinger, his first deal, $113,000, quit his corporate job, walked away. He's now making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year doing this with his wife and new little boy. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's that that experience of giving, not only did it put more money in my pocket and taught me more, but I got, I got fulfillment, you know, making money is great. Taking care of my family is great, but 
it's, it's been incredible because as I fell in love with coaching, it forced me to automate my processes and put people in place in my wholesaling business. I'm going to make, um, I'm going to make probably around 2 million in my wholesaling business this year, 2022. And I won't go on a single appointment. I won't make a single cold call. I won't do anything other than looking at my financials, right? With my team doing all of the work. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have forced myself to figure out how to do that so I can spend my time serving and coaching. Giving and teaching and serving others will give you 10 times more than just chasing it, right? It has been, it has been the most eye-opening aha moments of my life. That, that one thing of all of it has been the greatest gift that I've been given. Okay, Zach, I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a minute, and, and I want you to debunk this. I'm going to say, Zach, you're full of it. You are really giving me a load of malarkey. Okay, that's the Canadian word for bullshit. Malarkey. A, a load of malarkey. So the answer is, Zach, uh, prove it to me that the average American can do better than they are now by what they're, by your principles. Prove it to me. I love it. Love the question. So I used to be a skeptic myself. When I heard that you could make 30 grand on finding a deal, and I thought, why would anyone sell at a massive discount? It sounds shady, right? Like, how are you helping these people? Are you really helping them? Or are you taking advantage of them? On top of that is it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. And of course you would say it's, you know, it's successful. You're trying to get me to become your student and pay and, and you want me to pay you, right? You have, and, and I was a major skeptic. So first I would say to the skeptic, I understand where you're coming from. I was where you're at. And as I became a coach, not only did I have to teach people how to do the process and how to do the work, but I had to teach them to believe in themselves enough to do the work to not be skeptics anymore. And I was like, well, how do I take them from skeptics to believers? How do I show them that it's legitimately real and that they can do it and Zach's no one special and I'm honestly trying to help people? How do I prove this to people? So I was up super late one night and I was like, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, so what I ended up doing is I took a thousand bucks. I flew to the other side of the country with a film crew. And I said, I'm going to start from scratch, right? I'm going to keep my business running in Utah with my team. And I'm, I sent my family off to Brazil where they're from, where my wife's from and my kids. I didn't get to see my kids for 30 days. And I did this to, to show people how possible it is to start from scratch. I took a thousand bucks. I flew to Tampa, Florida. And the goal was to make the average American income in just 40 days. And that average American income is about $40,000. So the goal was 40 grand in 40 days, just starting with a thousand bucks by finding discounted opportunities and passing them on for a finder's fee. And I documented it day by day and I show it for absolutely free to see exactly what it takes and what it looks like. And uh, not only did I make that 40 grand, I made $93,000. Wow. 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 And you did this with the film crew as well. I did. And it was hard. It was very hard. And it was, I remember there was a, there was exhaustion. There was, there was a feeling of stress, the feeling of like, am I going to fail? Like, I know that it's real. I know that it happened for me, but can I do it in this time frame? Like, can I, I didn't have control of it being successful. I had control of me doing the work and it was like starting all over again. It was, it was the same feelings that I had. It was, it was an authentic 
challenge. I promoted it and told people about it before I ever went and did it. I was releasing videos before I had ever even finished the challenge. Wow. And, and I think that's what's important here is you really live the talk, walk the talk and talk the talk. I, I know too many people out there that give that load of malarkey and they teach courses telling people what to do. But when you look at their own finances and how they do things, it really is like what they did during the gold rush in uh, way back at the turn of the century. You know, people were making more money off selling the shovels than they were yeah. off the gold, you know, yeah. selling the ropes, selling the equipment people need. And that's what I find a lot in this world right now is people are selling the tools to get where they are because they don't really know how to do the stuff that they're talking about. Yeah, I've spent a lot of money on coaches and mentors and 100% there is a handful of mentors that are there for you. The student are there to serve you and there to help you. And there's also the other handful that's there for themselves and they make their money 100% off of coaching and not off the system and the processes that they're teaching. And so whenever I've hired a mentor and I've hired bad ones and I've learned the hard way. And so the filter that I suggest you follow listeners and what I follow is first you look at them. Are they doing and accomplishing or have accomplished exactly what you're trying to accomplish? Right. Second, are they consistently helping other people get the results you're going for? Right. Because it's one thing to teach it and have the heart of a teacher. And it's another thing just to do the work. And then the third thing that I would suggest is, do you align with that person and their core values? Are, you know, there might be a time if your core values do not align that they're going to ask you to do something that is not alignment with you and who you are, which will equal your failure to the goal. And so that is my suggestion. Make sure you like the person, you'd have coffee, you would hang out with that person and love that person. So those are the three things that I would suggest. Um, and if you do that, you know, getting a mentor can be very life changing. It changed my life. I did not figure this out on my own. You know, in 2017, I said I did my first deal. Well, I hired Cody and Tom. You know, they don't coach anymore, but they changed my life. And uh, they're still friends. I still love them to death. And I still have coaches today that help me accomplish the goals and things that I have no idea how to do. I set a goal and I find someone that can help me get there. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely very, very important to understand that just like every other industry, there's good and bad and average, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, just make sure you get the good ones when you go to spend your, your hard-earned money for, for education. And that's where I, when I read about your story, Zach, I said, I, I got to get you on my show because you are a person that's genuine. You're a person that isn't afraid to, to say you made a mistake. You're a person that realizes that other people have helped you along the way and have been mentored along the way. And lastly, you're a person that teaches. And I've always found a person that truly knows is a teacher. A person that that teaches really knows what they're talking about, because I found myself in my own life that I've learned from more from teaching than from doing any given day of my life. One of my most favorite books is uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And one of the things that he teaches in there is if you really want to retain information when you read, you, you read it to teach it. 
And so what I have done ever since I read that book is every book I read, I always get the hard copy and no more audio books because I want to mark in them and write gold nuggets of things that I want to teach. And I teach it on my podcast, on my TikTok, on my Instagram, on my podcast, in my team meetings to my team, right? And it's a selfish reason. I want to retain. I want to grow. I want to become the gold nuggets that I find in life. And, and it's been an incredible experience. You know, when I went from, you know, just teaching those 10 students and doing 1.2 million, people don't realize that I actually walked away from money to become a coach. The next year, I only I brought in $700,000 is all versus the 1.2 million because I, I completely walked away from all the responsibilities in the whole selling business and put other people in place. And I hired the wrong people and there was, there was inefficiencies, And so I walked away from money to become a coach to lose $8,000 that year as a coach because I was building a team and investing into coaching and investing into starting up my platforms. And there was an expense to to growing an audience and to becoming a coach. And people, you know, people look at me and it's like, oh, if you're making so much money, why do you teach it? I was like, well, because I love it because I love changing lives. Like I didn't do it for the money. I actually lost money. I actually walked away from hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I think it's Confucius that said, do what you love to do and you never have to work a day in your life, yeah. you know, and, and I would say that in another way, teach what you love to do and you will be truly rewarded even more so than not working. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Well, you know, We've come through a lot in the last little bit, uh, and, and you've really taught me a lot, and I really thank you for the knowledge you've given me. Uh, can you summarize some of your key pearls that you've said today? Oh, man. Um, I think the biggest thing is don't think you have to be an expert before you start serving your neighbor, serving a stranger. One of the things that I, I am so grateful that I have found in my journey is as you learn something, as you uh, find something that's valuable, share it, teach it, because if you do so, you'll retain it and you'll become what you're teaching. Uh, I actually encourage all of my, I buy books and coaching for every single one of my team members. And uh, I ask them during our team meetings to share a gold nugget, to share something that they learned because I'm trying to get them to grow as people. So I would suggest teaching as you learn, right? Always be a student and always be a teacher. Um, The other thing that I would say is there's no such thing as scarcity. There's an abundance in this world. Those that have scarcity do not really understand um, how valuable Uh, the opportunity is to serve and to help others and how much will come back. Right. The other thing that I would, I would explain is um, success is going to take a lot of hard work, right? But hard work alone is not the only thing that you are going to need. You're going to need a strategy and action steps to get you there. Uh, I told myself and I had a limiting belief for a lot of years of my life. I was a very poor student I had a hard time retaining information and I told myself for a lot of years I was stupid. So I just had to work really hard. Um, And uh, it wasn't until I found a mentor that I had the action steps to go with my work ethic. And that's when things changed. And so my suggestion is to identify exactly who and what you want to become 
and find someone that is helping other people get there and has done it themselves and hire a mentor and a guide to get you there. Right. And the third thing that I'll say is there is no better business in real estate wholesaling. There's no better business than real estate. Um, and of course, uh, that's a biased opinion. <laughs> People are going to be like, that's not true. It's, it's true, guys. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's true. Um, you know, real estate has changed my life. Uh, it makes me over a million dollars a year. And you do not have to be wealthy to get started. You do not have to have a wealthy uncle, right? You can get started with very little money. And I've proven that and showed you guys that live day by day for free for you guys to watch. And so, Really, that is my hope that people understand those those principles. Zach, I got to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your personal beliefs with us today. How can people get in touch with you, uh, your philosophy, your team, your book? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm on TikTok, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and I have a podcast. So if you Google Zach Booth, you'll find me, Zach, Z-A-C-K-B-O-O-T-H-E. Uh, my website for my coaching is probably a good place to start. We'll just give you that, the, uh, the website. Uh, there's links to everything as well. So it's uh, DFD, stands for Driving for Dollars, DFDMastery.com. And if you want to watch the 40-day challenge, it's that same website, DFDMastery.com, but it's forward slash 40 in 40. So the number 40 in 40. Okay. And all this will be in the show notes, everybody. So if you want to get this information, please look at it because it's going to all be there. Um, Zach, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. Dr. Leica here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope to talk to you soon. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.